When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I sound bad again. <laughs> I feel like a couple episodes I sounded bad because I was sick, but it's really because I believe that episode was recorded in early December or before, and I haven't had a lot of episodes since then, so it sounds like I've sounded bad back to back to back, but really it's been a little more spread out. I have had an ear infection, which I think is like, I, okay, a little history about that. So when I was a little kid, had terrible ears, had ear infections, got the tubes, got all the surgeries, did all the things, fixed. Never had another ear infection. Literally my entire life. Until, womp womp, we got in a car accident. We were hit head on. It was it was not good. Uh, we're all good though. Um, but I broke both of my orbital floors. Only, I guess, people that have broken orbital floors even know what I'm talking about. But since that happened... Now I get stinking ear infections, and this one was bad, and uh, I don't know, that was a lot of backstory that nobody asked for, but anyway, I sound bad because of that. I'm recovering, getting over it, and uh, I apologize for that, but I didn't want to not release an episode this week because one, Anya works so hard of getting me the information and everything, and two, you guys were looking forward to it, so even though I don't sound the best, I'm going to deliver this episode to you anyway, keep on schedule, and please forgive me if I cough. Before we get started, though, let's do our inspiring clip of the week. One of the inspiring notes. This week, I'm going to play you a clip from JFK's City Upon a Hill speech, which was delivered this week in 1961. History will not judge our endeavors, and a government cannot be selected merely on the basis of color or creed or party affiliation. Neither will competence and loyalty and stature, while essential to the utmost, suffice in times such as these. For of those to whom much is given, much is required. And when at some future date, the high court of history sits in judgment on each one of us, recording whether in our brief span of service, we fulfilled our responsibilities to the state. Our success or failure in whatever office we may hold will be measured by the answers to four questions. First, were we truly men of courage with the courage to stand up to one's enemies and the courage to stand up when necessary to one's own associates, the courage to resist public pressure as well as private greed? Secondly, were we truly men of judgment with perceptive judgment of the future, as well as of the past, of our own mistakes, as well as the mistakes of others, with enough wisdom to know what we did not know, and enough candor to admit it. Third, were we truly men of integrity, men who never ran out on either the principles in which they believed or the people who believed in them? 
Men whom neither financial gain nor political ambition could ever divert from the fulfillment of our sacred trust. Finally, were we truly men of dedication, with an honor mortgaged to no single individual or group and compromised by no private obligation or aim, but devoted solely to serving the public good and the national interest. Next up is our recommendation segment. Of course, then we would recommend it. So this week's recommendations are actually to expand more on the topic that we're going to talk about today. One of them is one episode of a five-part lecture series on McCarthyism that was called Dangerous Friends, McCarthy and the Blighted Lives of John and Robert Kennedy. And this was with David Nassau. So I will put a link in the description of this episode to go watch that if you would like to. And the second is a book that is called Demagogue, The Life and Long Shadow of Senator Joe McCarthy. And I'm going to link another YouTube video of an interview with the author, Larry Ty, in partnership with the JFK Library. And I will also put a direct link to purchase this book as well. Okay, so this week we are talking about JFK, RFK, and McCarthyism. Now, as this show goes, there is a lot of information here, but there also is a lot more information that you can find outside of here. So... Always, always, always know that there may be some things that I will leave out in the episode that you feel like should have been included, and that's totally okay. It's for time and the format of my show. But always feel free to do your own research afterward. Send me anything else that you find, and know that in the future, this podcast is about the Kennedys. So we will come back and revisit certain topics and things as we come around to them. And a lot of you already know this, but a lot of, there's a lot of new people here, so I want to make sure that they know this as well and don't get frustrated. Like, why didn't you talk about this one thing for 45 minutes? Well, that's why. So, um, but please always DM me any research you find, and I always encourage you to learn alongside me because I'm also learning <laughs> every single day. Um, so keep learning, and let's expand our minds together, shall we? So our sources today, we got a lot, so buckle up. Miller Center, Boston Globe, GWU, History, NPR, JFK, The Last Speech, RFK Human Rights, New York Times, People, JFK Online, Gilder Lerman, The Levin Center, and The Mob Museum. Let's get to it. Right-wing Republican Senator Joseph McCarthy of Wisconsin rose to national prominence when he claimed to be in possession of a list of communists working in the U.S. government. So this was between 1950 and 1954, and McCarthy led investigations into suspected communist infiltrators, thus driving the anti-communist paranoia, which was central to the second Red Scare. And during this period of time, those who were accused of political subversion could be dismissed from employment or blacklisted, and several red books were removed from library shelves or burned. But let's back up a little bit. McCarthy was a Kennedy family friend. This is surprising to some people, by the way. He dated two of the Kennedy sisters. He was chosen by Bobby Kennedy to be the godfather of his first child. And he had a close relationship with Joe Kennedy, who was reported to be his most generous political benefactor. So take that all in, guys. It's a lot of connections. In 1952, Bobby Kennedy was hired by McCarthy to work as a counsel on the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, investigating communism and communist sympathizing in the federal government and amongst government employees. And his recruitment to the committee was arranged by his father, Joe Kennedy Sr. I do remember talking about this, too, before in my Bobby Kennedy life and career episodes. These were a while back, but go back and listen to them if you want to hear kind of about his career and how it played into all this, too. 
so crazy, but Bobby was initially really supportive of McCarthy. He described his goal to expose communists as being a worthy one and suggested that the senator was the only one who seemed to be doing anything about internal security threats. A notable investigation undertaken by Bobby related to the shipping of goods and troops by United States allies to communist nations, including China. He worked for McCarthy for a while, but then he ended up resigning from the committee after six months, partially due to his objections towards McCarthy's controversial investigative tactics. For example, he harassed witnesses and flouted Senate procedures. And then he ended up returning to the committee and he was in opposition to McCarthy as counsel to the Democratic minority. And he wrote a report condemning McCarthy's investigations into suspected communists in the army. So he kind of did a 180. And following his resignation, Bobby said, I thought it was headed for disaster. I told McCarthy he was out of his mind and was going to destroy himself. Most of the investigations were instituted on the basis of some preconceived notion by the chief counsel or his staff members and not on the basis of information. I thought he made a mistake in allowing the committee to operate in such a fashion, told him so, and resigned. Although Bobby cut political ties with McCarthy after 1954, he did attend his funeral in 1957. Now let's move on to JFK. So JFK was the only Democrat who did not vote in favor of the censure of Senator McCarthy, who had been charged with abusing his power by a committee appointed by Vice President Nixon. Even prominent Republicans, notably President Eisenhower, had publicly criticized him. Although Jack could not vote because he was in the hospital recovering from two spinal fusions at the time, he failed to pair with another senator and he declined to comment on the issue of McCarthyism when he returned to the Senate. Ted Sorensen also claimed that he had drafted a statement in support of the censure, but JFK did not authorize the publication of the statement. And as we know, Kennedy was a vehement anti-communist, which obviously could explain his reluctance to oppose McCarthyism. In 1952, he referred to the communist threat as a powerful and unrelenting enemy which seeks to dominate the world by subversion and conspiracy. And he supported the Truman Doctrine and the Marshall Plan, but was strongly critical of Truman's policy in China, which, as a lot of us know, actually fell to communism in 1949. He supported the Communist Control Act, which outlawed the Communist Party of the United States and criminalized membership. He voted with McCarthy on many issues, and he promised to be a cold warrior during his campaign for the presidency in 1960. His own foreign policy, particularly in Vietnam and Cuba, was anti-communist. Now, there's obviously a lot of speculation here, but others have suggested that the main reason as to why Kennedy failed to denounce McCarthy's investigation was because of the widespread support that the Wisconsin senator received amongst Italians and Irish Catholics in Massachusetts. He was once recorded saying, hell, half my voters in Massachusetts look on McCarthy as a hero. Except I'm sure he said it a lot less Southern than I just did. <laughs> Can't help it. McCarthy's actions had also helped JFK to achieve his political ambition in 1952. He failed to visit Massachusetts in order to endorse Kennedy's Republican opponent, Henry Cabot Lodge Jr. Now, had he done so, it is possible that JFK wouldn't have been able to secure a 3% lead on his rival because McCarthy's endorsement was really powerful in a state which was populated with people who absolutely worshipped him. Now, another suggestion is that Jack did not oppose McCarthy because of his personal and familial connections. Joe Kennedy Sr. was still friends with McCarthy, whom Jack had also formed a friendship with when they were stationed in the Solomon Islands together during World War II. So these familial ties run deep for McCarthy, which is very interesting. 
And because of this, JFK's failure to stand against McCarthy was, of course, somewhat politically harmful to him. For example, he was unable to secure the endorsement of former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt during the 1959 contest for the 1959 vice presidential nomination due to his public impartiality, which I'm going to do an episode on JFK and Eleanor Roosevelt. I've gotten that suggestion quite a bit. I've got um, a guest that I would like to come speak on this topic. So hopefully that will happen this year. I'm excited about it. And it's also been suggested that JFK actually wrote Profiles in Courage, which recognizes the courage of politicians who prioritize their principles over their career in an attempt to make amends for his failure to denounce McCarthy because of his family's connections to McCarthy and because of his ambition to secure the Irish Catholic vote. Now, all this to say, why was McCarthy dangerous? I actually found this article through my alma mater, MTSU, shout out, and... I want to read you these. So it says, McCarthy ruined the lives of innocent people. The criticisms of McCarthyism and of Senator McCarthy in particular are threefold. First, he ruined the reputations and lives of many people by accusing them without credible evidence. Second, he used accusations of communist sympathies to counterattack anyone who criticized his methods. And third, he argued against freedom of speech because much of his rhetoric assumed that any discussion of the ideas underlying communism was dangerous and un-American. There is a quote that John Driver, friend of the podcast, who's been on several times, shared a few days ago, and I would love to share it with you guys. I did share it on my story as well, but I thought it was really good, and I think it works for this episode. The quote's from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it says, Let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. And I think that is the perfect quote to end this episode on. That's all I've got for you today. I want to do a deep dive into McCarthy because I personally have not ever done that, and I think it would be very interesting. Maybe we pull Pryor on to talk about McCarthy? What do you guys think? I think that'd be really neat. Maybe do a double episode? We'll put it on the books for sure. Thank you for listening today. Send me anything extra that you would like to send me or anything extra that you learn after you research more about this topic. I hope you learned something new today. Make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss when an interview will drop next week with Paul Gregory. I have been reading his newest book and he's going to come on and talk to us about it. And I think it's going to be really neat. So make sure that you are subscribed so you know exactly when it is available. Follow me at Kennedy Dynasty. I know I say that all the time, but I really mean it. Go follow. Check out the merch shop, which I'm going to drop some new designs soon. I need to do that for sure. I've got some ideas that would be really neat. So those will be available coming up in the next few months. If you like the show, please rate it five stars and write a positive written review. I heard somebody explain this on a podcast. It's like tipping your waiter. Like that's that's how it feels to podcasters. It's like you tip us. You, you thank us for the service. You see what I'm saying? So that'd be really appreciated. I would love that. That's all I got. And I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling along. Vote for Kennedy. Welcome to Anthology of Heroes, the podcast that explores the most pivotal moments of history through the eyes of those who lived it. In this podcast, we don't spend our time recounting facts and dates. Instead, we follow in the footsteps of national heroes, kings, or ordinary people who lived and breathed the moments that shaped our world. We're not hemmed in by eras, borders, or religions. Instead, we seek out the tales of those who defied the odds and fought passionately for their beliefs. Whether they're right or wrong is up to you to decide. From Vercingetorix's doomed rebellion against Rome to Osceola's unshakable war against the USA, 
all the way up to the inspiring Sobibor concentration camp uprising in World War II. Each episode is an immersive listening experience, blending music and sound effects to really draw you into the story. Our episodes go for about 45 minutes, making them perfect for your commute, and are crafted using a wealth of historical sources, which I list on our website if you want to learn more. I'm the host, Elliot Gates, and I'm thrilled to have you joining me as we uncover history's hidden gems and illuminate the faded pages of our past. Look out for the Anthology of Heroes podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from.